Bristol Business School and Bristol Law School at UE Bristol bring you the Future Impact podcast series. In this series, we're delving into the topics that you want to discuss, from life-changing research and cutting-edge technology to brand new ways of thinking. We will be calling on UE Bristol academics and real-world practitioners to help us get the answers and share their industry knowledge and insights. So welcome to our Future Impact podcast and we're joined this morning by some alumni and a current student at UE Bristol and we're going to be talking about sustainability and how certain people with wonderful projects like this one are addressing that. So I'm going to come to our guests for some introductions and we're going to come to Kira Hellard first. Yeah, so I'm Kira and I am the founder of Ocean Ray, but I'm also currently a year three team entrepreneur student at UWE. Thanks, Kira. And Sam Leonard. Hi, I'm Sam. Uh, I'm the marketing director at Coca Foundation. Uh, I am a team entrepreneur alumni graduating in 2018 uh, and I'm currently living in Bristol. Thanks, Sam. And finally, Henry Churchill. Hi, I'm Henry and uh, I'm the Managing Director at Kokora Foundation. I graduated from UWE in 2016 with a degree in Business Management and Leadership and currently living in Banbury, Oxfordshire. Brill. So firstly, thank you all so much for taking the time to speak to us this morning. We're very, very excited to hear all about your businesses. So I think we'll come to you, Kira, first. Could you tell us a little bit about your business and how you're helping to fight plastic pollution? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So my business, as I said before, is called Ocean Ray. Um, I live obviously in Bristol at the moment as a student, but my home is back in Cornwall. So in Cornwall, I do a lot of beach cleans. um, And one day I found this kind of like little green gem on the beach. So I decided to pick it up and ask my sister, who who is a geologist, what it was. Um, She told me it was sea glass. So basically what sea glass is, is it's glass that's once dumped into the ocean, sadly, as a waste product. then over 30 to 40 years of its journey through the waves it becomes like perfectly smooth and it looks really stunning so I decided to upcycle this product and make it into jewellery so my business now is making sea glass jewellery but as well as that I also sell my mum's artwork which is all kind of ocean themed and a lot of nice seascapes of Cornwall Um, And yeah, my kind of main mission with the business is when I look for the sea glass is just to clean the beaches and make sure to like get rid of the plastic pollution just to save it going in the sea and harming any wildlife. Um, And then as well as that, I also donate 10% of my profits to Surfers Against Sewage just to kind of help reduce ocean pollution again. That's fantastic, Kira. Thank you. Um, We'll come back and ask you some more questions in just a moment. But just so we've got a bit of an idea about Sam and Henry also, could you guys um, tell us what Kakora Foundation is, please? And Sam, maybe we'll start with you. Of course. Um, so uh, Kokora Foundation is a, is a non-profit organisation. Um, so we're basically helping the fight against single-use plastic in the household. Um, so we, we have an online store um, that we basically sell uh, plastic alternatives, such as like um, compostable bin bags, uh, cling film, uh, bamboo, kitchen roll and stuff like that. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the main kind of store. Um, we are aiming to be very cheap products because uh, at the moment um, eco products are quite expensive. So we're kind of trying to we're trying to kind of be the affordable uh, products. Um, we are also wholesaling. 
which is really good. It's, it's picked up in the in the last few months. Uh, we're now in 12 stores around the UK, which is fantastic. So yeah, there's basically we we started as three friends. Uh, so there's me, Liam, and Henry. Uh, Liam uh, basically founded the company, uh, and then we kind of joined on. So yeah, that's kind of kind of how we started. Um, and then we are now we've got now got 14 ambassadors that kind of help us uh, raise awareness for for plastic pollution um and uh yeah we just kind of go from there really thanks um thanks for giving us that that um overview of the company and maybe henry can you share a little bit as well about kakora foundation yeah so i think sam pretty much touched up on most of the things but one of our main aims is also trying to really engage with the community and try and make a difference to um to the environment around us and stuff like that. So what we've also been doing is we've been organizing like beach cleans and stuff like that and fundraisers to, to raise awareness, but also to help local communities as well. And I think that's, um, that's also quite a unique selling point for us. Brilliant. Thank you, Henry. Um, so coming back to you, Kira, can you tell us a little bit more about how you and some of the other team entrepreneurship students potentially are working with Kokora Foundation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I actually got put in touch with Sam because my business kind of has a similar ethos to theirs. Um, and I, so I spoke to Sam just about their business and things. And then they very kindly offered me the opportunity of my necklaces being sold on their website. Um, so that's kind of how we know each other. And then from that, we as a course on team entrepreneurship, we do a client project every year. So that's where team entrepreneurs look for clients who want to work with us. And then this year it was only two weeks. So there was 13 of us working on a project with Koakara. They gave us a brief of what they wanted us to do. Um, so that this year was to raise awareness for their brand um, and help them contact eco stores, which we did. So to help raise awareness for Koakara, we decided we wanted to create a TikTok for them. That's something that they hadn't done yet. Um, so we kind of got creative with that. And then a few of us um, created some content for them. One of the ones actually got over 2000 views, which was really cool. Um, and then the other thing we did to raise awareness is we decided we wanted to go into schools and create a presentation to make the younger generation more aware of the plastic problem. Um, so we did that. And now five people from the team have actually come on board and decided they wanted to be ambassadors with Koakara, which is really amazing. Um, so now we're working with them and we're creating this school activity, um, which hopefully we'll go into school soon and we can kind of just teach the younger generation about the issues that we're facing because it's definitely really going to affect them in the future. But yeah, it's been a really great opportunity to work with them. Um, and I think the TEs have benefited a lot from it. So it's been really great. That's fantastic. And obviously, um, both you, Sam and Henry, you mentioned your UE alumni. So it's really lovely to see that you're kind of coming back and working with current students. And obviously, there is also a massive, I see, piece of work or kind of um, a bit of education that needs to go on with sort of young people. And you're saying your work is going into schools and things as well and kind of trying to engage with young minds um, and, and bring them along on that journey, which is really lovely. So maybe coming back now to Sam and Henry, what is the importance of running a sustainable business? So I think in order to be relevant in today's market, you have to have some sort of consideration in order to be sustainable um, because a lot of the, um, the new generation of entrepreneurs, they've all got that in mind. 
Um, so if you're not thinking about it, your business is probably going to be overlooked. Um, I think the way the market's going and business is going is that everyone's kind of heading towards the sustainable path, doing what they can for the planet. And it's really positive to see because I don't think some of the older companies and the companies that have been around for a longer time haven't really considered that as much as the companies that are coming up now. In today's market, I think it's really important to think about sustainability. Very important. Brilliant. Thanks. So um, on just moving on from what you've just talked about, I'm wondering if there's been a bit more of an increase in the popularity of eco brands potentially. So I'm, I suppose I'm asking if you've seen a change in consumer behaviour. Um, so yeah, uh, eco brands are definitely getting more popular. Um, we we we've kind of seen it with our wholesaling side. So obviously, uh, the TEs had this project, and a part of their project was to find uh, eco stores that would kind of stock our products. Um, and they came with back with a massive list, which was absolutely fantastic, of you know 50, 50 stores around the UK uh, that would you know these refill stores. Which which was fantastic. Um, so we've there are there are so many popping up now all around. Um, and I know in Bristol there's, there's I think there's about fifteen to twenty kind of eco stores. So they are it's definitely increasing, and it's it's not just stores like that. Um, well, I kind of get my milk from a milk vending machine nowadays. Um, so there's on the hub side in Bristol there's a, like a little vending machine that you literally go there with your your glass bottle and you fill up your your milk which is quite nice um so it's they're definitely getting more popular uh in terms of kind of our sales our sales are getting you know they're increasing which is very nice um it's it's nice to see that these eco-friendly products are kind of being noticed and, and kind of people are making the change slowly but surely brilliant sam thanks I didn't know there was such a thing as a milk vending machine, so I'm very interested in that. I may be popping down to the harbour zone myself. <laughs> and Henry, is there anything that you wanted to add on that in terms of consumer behaviour and a shift in, in that? Yes, so I think as well as all these new shops popping up, I think there is a bit of a change in consumer behaviour. Um, I feel like people are now starting to come to grips with being more eco-friendly and they're, they're starting to make small changes in their day-to-day -day lives. So I think the, the customer base is increasing um, and I think there is just a, gen a general change in behaviour and I think people are more open to the idea of making the switch now. I think, I think the main important thing now is just trying to get the price right because like Sam mentioned earlier, a lot of these eco-products, they're overpriced and they're not affordable for everyone. So making them affordable for everyone, then then there should really be no reason why people don't make the switch, in my opinion. Thanks, Henry. I think certainly I've noticed just as you know, as a consumer or anything, that, that there's more in the media, there's more around about the need for us all to be um to be more conscious when we're making those kinds of decisions about what products we're buying and, and how sustainable they are. One question in terms of where you fit in the market maybe so in terms of challenges that you're facing in competing with larger businesses obviously we we kind of started probably only about a year ago we're actually coming up to our first birthday um soon um so we're quite small at the moment which is which is uh you know understandable so obviously we've got we've got quite a lot of competitors out there but this, obviously they're a lot bigger they've been around for years you know um you know they've got a huge you know following so that's kind of the biggest challenge we've faced so far also one thing would be the price 
so obviously you know you can go into any kind of store and get and get cling film for quite cheap um so it's kind of competing with the big stores on that um one so one thing that also, also that the team entrepreneurs did uh for us was the tiktok that uh, kira mentioned earlier there was a on one of the videos there was a a comment that kind of, kind of really stuck with me um and it was it said something like uh, why spend five pound on compostable cling film when you can literally go down to you know aldi or, or a cheap store like that and get it for a, for a pound and that's kind of that kind of stuck with me um we had a massive price drop and we kind of that's what we wanted for for Coca-Cola. we wanted to be it to be affordable for people just to you know make the swap to kind of an affordable eco product that that's kind of doing better than just plastic bling film um so yeah so it's the pricing is is probably the biggest challenge um but then also presence but i mean we're growing which is nice and we're, we're seeing that um kind of with our following and, and and our orders and stuff like that so we are we're going in the right direction which is brilliant it's brilliant news thanks sam and henry anything that you want to want to touch on in terms of competition yeah, just to add to what Sam mentioned, I think what we've learned is that we're we're not just competing with other eco brands. We're actually also competing with the likes of Tesco's and Audi, who are offering non-eco friendly products for cheaper. And that that's where that's where a lot of the competition comes is taking customers away from those cheap non-eco friendly products and trying to make them switch and come over to the eco side. Um, but then it's also um, hard competing with businesses that have more money. Um, there's a lot more bigger businesses out there than us. Um, so we've, we've kind of come up with a strategy in, of, in order to compete with these companies that have this advantage over us. We, we need to be offering more than what they're offering. So this is where all our beach cleans and kind of community support schemes are coming into place. We really want to change perspectives and, and, um, and bring awareness as well as trying to sell these products. Thanks, Henry. And one thing that's just crossed my mind in terms of, you know, you said you're not not even quite a, a year old yet. And obviously it's been an extremely difficult, I imagine, first year to have been trying to do all this with the pandemic. And I suppose I'm also thinking if you're having to compete with stores like Tesco's and all these big supermarkets that have been able to stay open, and maybe some of the stores that you would potentially um, put your products in haven't been able to stay open I imagine that's also been quite a challenge yeah so um, luckily a lot of the small eco stores have actually managed to stay open um, but the footfall just hasn't been what it would usually be so we've still actually grown throughout the pandemic believe it or not but the orders from the shops have gone down slightly um, the reason we've grown is just because we've managed to acquire new stores and stuff like that but yeah, we're hoping once once everything opens back up, we're hoping that those orders will start increasing again and, and then, yeah, we'll be more competitive and start growing even more. Yeah, absolutely. And it's obviously a great sign that you've grown despite, you know, despite the pandemic. So I'm sure that once things are um, slightly more um, back to normal, that, that things will continue to grow and hopefully at a faster pace for you all. But um Another question maybe is what still needs to be done to fight plastic pollution and become more sustainable in terms of retail? Um, so it's, we're still a long way off. And I think, you know, the, the more people do in kind of day-to-day -day life, the better really. So, you know, making making that switch 
to a different a different product will you know it does make an impact you know if you stop if you stop you know buying say milk out of a milk carton and start using your, your glass bottles it's it's going to make a difference the awareness as well um i think the more the more this stuff is out there um the better you know people hearing about what's going on how plastic pollution is affecting the earth and you know the more people hear about that the more they're going to do something about it um so i think the awareness is is a major part of of um things that still need to be done brilliant and i've got maybe a final question for all of you i think so um just wondering what your top tips are for businesses or individuals who want to become more sustainable. And Kira, should we come to you first? Yeah. Um, so my kind of biggest tip for being more sustainable for businesses or individuals would just be that kind of anything you can do makes a difference. I hear people a lot kind of when I go to the supermarket with my housemates and things and they're buying like a plastic bottle of water and I'm like, well, you know, why don't you just have a reusable bottle? And they're like, oh, well, you know, what's what's my one bottle going to make a difference? And oh, but the bottle can be recycled. If, if you can just like eliminate that unnecessary use of plastic bottles and just little things like that, it does make a huge difference because it's just kind of thinking about one person saying, my plastic bottle doesn't make a difference. If like a million people all over the world are saying that every day, that's a million plastic bottles. Um, and just little things like educating yourself on like recycling and the fact that not all things, even though they say they're recyclable, can be recycled in your area. So just for me, I think it's like rethinking your plastic. Like if you have to use it, um, then maybe just rethink the use of it. See if you can reuse your plastic. Like for example, Sam was talking about the milk vending machines, which is such a cool idea, um, but obviously not accessible to everyone. Someone who might live in the middle of nowhere might be able to get them. So if you have to buy like a, a milk carton, you can reuse it. My mum at home, she pokes holes in them and the top of them fills with water and then she uses them as watering cans, um, which is just a nice, easy thing you can do. And there's so much stuff you can do to reuse your plastic. Um, so my advice would just be making the small changes and anything you can do makes a difference. Thanks, Kira. And that's another top tip that I'll be, uh, I'll be doing that this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what about you? Um, so I think one of the one of the main things is what we've realised is there are so many people with the same mindset um, and kind of getting in with the, that community is it has done us absolute wonders. Um, you know, our, our beach cleans. I think our first one um, before lockdown started. I think there was there was about 70, 80 people coming to our first beach clean, which is insane. And we were so amazed and shocked at like the community like coming together and actually, you know, fighting the same cause. Um, and I think that's a, a major thing um, for, for for business as well, for such a small business like us. That was a major thing. And having that kind of the loyal community around you um, will just just make your business grow fantastically. Thanks, Sam. It's that network thing, I guess you're talking about, and, and those and those key stakeholders and those ambassadors that you both talked about at the beginning as well. Yeah. And Henry, what about you? Yeah, I think it's not just about getting support from the community. It's also good to network with other like-minded businesses as well, because what I've seen on um, things like Instagram is that all these businesses are following each other and they're all kind of promoting each other and supporting each other. And um, there's a really good network of people that are 
similar mindset, kind of eco-friendly um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think I think networking with other businesses that are also doing a similar thing is very important. Can I just add on something to that as well? It's 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 companies like Kira's. So we've 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 kind of uh, exactly what Henry was saying. We've kind of partnered with a load of um, like similar similar businesses. Um, and so we've we've got we don't just sell on our website. We don't just sell um, our products. We sell a range of different products like Kira's sea glass necklaces. You know, we've got um, completely recycled flip flops from from places in Brazil. Um, and loads, loads of different little companies like this, uh, and you know, coming together, I think that's so important. And we kind of, like Henry said, we're we're promoting each other, um, which is just fantastic. Brilliant, thanks, thanks all of you so so much. It's been really really interesting to hear about what you're all doing and um, and some of the challenges you're facing, but also you know how you're overcoming some of them and how you're growing and how we all potentially need to take on a little bit of responsibility and kind of like, I guess, baby steps and everybody doing one thing different will start to make a difference. Um, thank you all so much again for your time. It has been really fascinating. Um, if anyone um, wants to get in touch with Sam, Henry or Kira, um, drop us a note and we'll pass that on. Great to meet you all. Thank you. Thank you. Great to meet you too. Thank you. Thank you for being part of our Future Impact podcast series. We hope you enjoyed listening and have taken something away from this episode. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics discussed or have an idea or a topic to include in future episodes, please do email us for further information using bbec at uwe.ac.uk.